0: This is Courage Cast, your daily dose of faith, inspiration, and motivation. Well, hey, friends, this is Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to the Courage Cast. I have a very, very, very special guest on the podcast today. It is someone taking a photo of me as we speak. Her name is Mary Beth Dodd. She just so happens to be my sister-in-law. So welcome, Mary Beth, Thank to the podcast. Thank
1: Oh my gosh, what a huge honor. Thanks for having me.
0: I can't believe it. You've never been on the podcast? Have you and Chris been on the podcast? Chris has been.
1: I think just Chris.
0: Just Chris, not you together? I could have sworn maybe I interviewed you guys. I think it was for another podcast I did, the Faithful Wellness one that I did for doTERRA specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I interviewed the two of you and how you work together somehow. But I, I do remember sitting like when the setup was different in here. Yeah. Anyway, Mary Beth, welcome. I can see that. This is Thanks like there. my second to last episode of the podcast. Which I
1: can't believe.
0: Yep. Saving the best for last. <sighs> Um, amazing it's been quite a journey i feel like i'm sort of handing a little bit of a baton over to you you oh know oh gosh okay in some ways not not anything that you need to pick up but i'm handing it to you uh because i feel like i've run this race for 6 years i've done this podcast for 6 years and it's been um it's been a, a blast it's it's opened up so many opportunities for me it built credibility for me it uh, open the door for interviews with people I would have never expected um, and I know that the journey that you're embarking on is a little bit of a, a an unknown journey but it's something I'm really excited for you about and that's that's why I want to bring you on As so many of the people that listen to my podcast are from the network marketing space who are also believers it's a very faith-based podcast and and you've been living In that, for how many years now?
1: Ten years.
0: Ten years. Well, you've been living in the network marketing space for ten years, but before that, you had another ten years of ministry experience. Pretty close, right? Yeah. And then you, for a long time, it was—it's been mixed together. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you're moving into kind of—you want to tell people what you're moving into, and then I want to. Talk about your background.
1: Yeah. So what I'm stepping into right now is I feel like there's an inevitable podcast that will happen. It'll have to happen. Uh Um, But I've been writing a book for quite some time. And so that is uh, in the process of getting some eyes on it. So hopefully there'll be a a fun announcement coming Mm -hmm. at some point. Um, But I really feel like right now I am throwing myself into coming alongside High achievers. Um, I would say mostly, mostly women, but it doesn't just have to be women. But mm-hmm. mostly women who are high achievers, who just really feel like they have something they want to do. Um, they want to do something more uh, mm-hmm. than what than what they have. They want more for their lives, um, but they also don't want to like lose um, the important things at, at the cost of that. Right, mm-hmm. so it, for example, the person um, that I have worked with—not the person, but like
0: the type, the, the persona, yeah, right,
1: right—is—is is this high achiever that you know other people would look at her and go, "Holy cow! How are you doing all that?" Mm-hmm. You know, she's hitting huge milestones. She, and I've come alongside these people and, and coached them and, and helped them have massive success, but there's this inevitable period of time where they start to face burnout or they realize, "Oh my gosh, I haven't," you know, read a book to my kids before. Or bed in a year, or like some of those really important things. I've seen people lose relationships. I've seen people um, stop volunteering and supporting their church or p- other people, I, and they just let everything go um, for this one, this one thing, you mm-hmm. know. And so, what really what I want to do is be able to show people that you can do both. There's a way to do both, and it's never going to be this perfect balance. There's gonna be seasons where you're re- you are really pushing on your business or your goal. And, and then there's other times when you have to back off of that and you're really pushing on, you know, your relationship with your spouse. So mm-hmm. um it's it's a messy thing, but working with people is just exactly that, right? Yeah, it's always yeah. gonna be messy and evolving and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanna see people get it as close to right as we can, right? Right,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, Mary. Um uh, and by the way, I call you Mary, but do you, you go by Mary Beth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're my sister-in-law, usually, right? I usually do. Mary like that, Beth. But I'll okay. allow it. For the, <laughs> for the purpose of this podcast, I will call you Mary Beth. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, so it, it's, it's really fun because I've seen this in you. Uh, you're probably the the family member I relate to m- the most with in the in our sensibilities. I think you're a three on the enneagram. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Uh, and I've just recently landed that I'm a three as well. I, I I thought I was seven, but I'm really realistically I'm like a three with a four wing. But um, I, I, that's that's the thing I love about you. I've seen this potential in you, and it's really just you've always i have watched your journey from from really uh, being a, I think, fifteen years old with some spunk, and all, always having, you know, this this high energy, uh, joy uh, that you bring into the room. Um, you have this uh, way about you that people are naturally just going to be attracted to you and want to connect with you, and you bring that energy. You know, with you wherever you go, which is which is amazing. Um, But then you your spiritual journey, you know, going through and and seeing your faith develop and you maturing um, in your relationship with God, and then stepping into ministry and seeing what that does for you. Talk about um, well, and then also just to finish that thought, your business development, um, since you've been doing, uh, been working in that net, in this network marketing space since like 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been just really exciting to be on the sidelines, just cheering you on, encouraging you through the process and just watching how it all kind of unfolds. Um, but talk about kind of who you were back in, let's take us back to like 2004, 2003, where you graduate from college and, and you're starting out in, um you know, what are you going to do with your life kind mm-hmm. of place? What was that like? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and what'd you learn from that experience?
1: Well, I'm going to back it up just a, just a tiny bit further because I remember um, meeting you and I mean, I was probably maybe 17 when you guys got married. So it was after mm-hmm. you were you guys were married, um, getting to know kind of your personality, how you were wired, and I had never met anyone like you. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this on the way over here. I'd never met anyone like you that was reading the kind of books you were reading. Mm. Um, and I just remember like in your old house, like using the little bathroom that was down there, mm-hmm. and there would always be like books, like your, your bathroom <laughs> reading books. Right. <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> Back then when you didn't have a phone yeah, to read when you were going to yeah,
1: Exactly. There was just like a honest. basket of, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, books. But I just remember, I was I was not even in college yet, but I was like so interested in this stuff that you were reading, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anybody who read books like that. Mm-hmm. I knew people that read books because they loved a certain subject or whatever, but not books about being efficient. And mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> it was that book that was like. Um, don't read email before noon or something. Uh, right. but, like just some of the books were really popular back then and being like, okay, I, don't, I didn't even have like a career, nothing. But I was like, this is so interesting. Uh-huh. And so for year, from that time on, uh-huh. if you read a book, I was like, I'm getting that one too. I'm <laughs> That's getting so it. so funny. You know? I, didn't, I wasn't
0: aware of half of that.
1: Yeah. Well, Uh that's why I tell you because I really think that growth mindset that you had was Mm -hmm. not something I I grew up around. Mm -hmm. People didn't do that, not in the sphere that I was in. And so that was cool for me to see that and go, I want that Mm -hmm. for my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, I felt a call to ministry first, starting at 14 years old. I was very young when I felt that. Um, And really, uh, what God said to me was follow me. And mm. so I took that as a call to vocational ministry. And I think for that season um, that I did that, that was what it was. But I think when I look at it, I back up a little bit and I look at the whole of what my life has been so far. It's really just following God in, in whatever that next thing is. And mm. so, um, you know, I spent about 15 years in vocational ministry. Um, the last few years were a lot more consulting and traveling and doing those kind of things. Um, but there was that overlap of about five years when I. I came to the place. We had three of our our little boys. We have four boys now. Yep. we had three of them, and just was like, okay, we need to make some extra money around here, <laughs> you know? Right? It was yep. Like another kid comes around, and the diaper bill like sucks the rest of our <laughs> budget, you know?
0: To yeah, because both of you were in ministry, you and Chris. Yeah,
1: by that point, because when I met Chris, he was in IT. Mm-hmm. He transitioned into ministry. Um, you know, we've moved all over for ministry. So we started out in Atlanta, Georgia, when we first got married, and I was on staff at a church there, and then we we moved. To phoenix and Mm -hmm. uh took a big risk moved across the country uh brand new married no kids yet and then obviously started having the boys so Uh, was
0: asher born in phoenix yeah oh i thought he was atlanta yeah
1: yep all three those three Mm -hmm. um then tatum here obviously Mm -hmm. so yeah i just came to the place where i was like you know what i was familiar with a a network marketing company and like i say i have 10 years with network marketing but we grew up with our dad (laughs) Yeah, talk you about know? your dad oh, and, and the
0: influence that he, was for yeah, you.
1: Yeah, he always was looking for an, another thing to do, you know? <laughs> like he wanted to try all different things. And I remember my mom being like, please, no, not another thing. Like, please. <laughs> well, no.
0: talk about yeah. So he had emus. <laughs> he, he had cows. The meat, of He's the a f- meat of the future. Meat of the future. Let's talk about the meat of the future. Let's stop there for a minute because <laughs> it's important to talk about that. The
1: meat of the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was that was really exciting, actually. It was <laughs> like my dad found out this really cool idea for an investment. It was something he could do. He yeah. loved farming, like kind of hobby farming. And so mm-hmm. um, he did that for a see. I mean, nine years or something, actually. It was right. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had tried some other network marketing companies, but he kind of finally found the one that just really clicked. And I remember my mom, you know, supporting him and all these things, as much <laughs> as she probably sometimes wanted things to just be kind of calm, yeah. you know? So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how so, well did he do in that in the network marketing?
1: He did well, I mean, I don't know exactly the numbers of what he made. But I will tell you, I, I share this story often, because it was pretty incredible. But um, I remember my parents coming to us. And it was probably just me and our young, my younger brother home at the time and saying, Hey, guys, we, um, we got to the end of the month, and we're not sure what to do. But we have money left over. Hmm. You know, and like us processing as a family, like what does it look like now to have more than what we need? Hmm. And so they let us pick. Like one month I got to pick what we did with extra money and we bought glasses for um <laughs> my youth group leaders family. Like oh. just you know, like all oh, of us. Oh so give he it he away.
0: Had, so you decide you know, yeah, that's interesting. So
1: yeah, and so then um but what it what it did the i would say the biggest blessing that it, that business was to us um it paid for my college mm-hmm. at a private university my brothers mm-hmm. as well and so it was just you know those are it would have been a very different spin had we not had that extra income
0: right right so. and 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 it was also that network marketing company was was um w- was what made the f- the the owner of the future company that you would end up working with very wealthy, right? Yes. Yep. So it all, it was, you know, part of your, uh, you knew the the person that founded the network marketing company that you would, would eventually be a part of. Yes. Which uh-huh. is
1: crazy. So it was fun to be able to watch multiple people's journeys from mm-hmm. the time I was a kid into, you know, today mm-hmm. where there's massive success that can be made in that industry. You know, and people are still doing it all the time. They're coming in, grabbing a hold of an incredible product, partnering with a company that they really you know believe in and can jive with, and they're going out making an income. And it looks a lot different now. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are doing mostly online or kind of social selling and that kind of thing. But mm. but it's still still doing it. So
0: so yeah, I want to just stop there and just kind of point out, highlight something that I'm seeing, which is in your life from the very early you know teen years you picked up so seeds were planted even the things that you experienced with your family with your dad and that experience with network marketing the things that you saw in me that you picked up things that you probably saw from mentors in ministry there's things you pick up from chris there's so i'm noticing that you're like you're like paying attention to the things around you and you're making decisions about what you want to pick up you know, and and maybe also some decisions about what not to pick up and how not to live your life. What you don't want. Mm. Um, are there is there anything in that that we can glean from a little bit more? What were some of the things that you picked up, and what were the some of the things that you didn't that you said I'm never doing that?
1: Mm, that's so good. Um, I think, yeah, you nailed it. I feel like I am somebody who is keenly trying to observe what's Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. and and i i'm now that i could put it into words i couldn't then as a kid but i can now i want to know what you know Mm -hmm. you know like Whoever I'm in the room with, like, what can I learn from this person? And um, obviously, I feel like you can learn something from anyone. But the moments you get to be in the room with somebody who's really dedicated their life to something, Mm -hmm. like to pursuing something, and they've given it their all, and not just their skill, but their heart, and they've thrown everything into it, I want to know what makes... What makes that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to ask those kind of questions. And so um, that's to this day what keeps me reading and listening and doing all of those things because I want that wise counsel mm-hmm. from people to the degree, Eric, that there's been sometimes when I'm like, whoa, you need to stop. Like, right. you know, asking questions, like it's there's a lot of information going in, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes I have to just pause and kind of um, you know, pull back from that. But I would also say you know with now over 20 years of professional leadership experience first in the church um then through building my own organization and then working on the corporate side of network marketing um that I've learned so much of also what I don't want to do mm-hmm. what I don't want to be as a leader mm-hmm. um and here's what's interesting because I say that and it could be easy to go like uh oh don't throw someone under the bus but it's like there are people that I dearly love and respect in some ways and I can look back and go this piece of leadership that they did I don't ever ever want to do that. Right. You know, I don't I don't want to be that kind of leader person, do those behaviors. Um but the person overall is still having an impact and there's some good that comes through it. Mm. It's just interesting. It's the th- whole thing with like, you know, we're just always going to be human. We're right. going to be human, but I want to make sure that in leadership, I'm I'm not doing the things that I saw that I didn't like either.
0: Yeah, so. that's an interesting point because, um, yeah, it, what, I, what I love about that is you're kind of seeing the nuances of people. You can differentiate. It's not black and white, like, this person's bad. I'm not doing anything they do. Like, you have the ability to see something good that they're doing, even though the rest of them you know, the stuff they're doing or they're showing me is not something I want to pick up. Mm-hmm. But you have no problem like being in the room with that person. And you, some people would call that like adaptability or, you know, a certain trait, whatever it is, like you're you're willing to, to be in the room with them and you can see the good in them mm. uh, for what it is. And then the other stuff doesn't impact you or affect you. It might if you spent m- too much time with them. Yeah. Well, I
1: think, absolutely. I think the way I I see myself is that I see people, I see potential. Mm-hmm. Like, I see through this lens of potential, and that served me really well when it comes to, you know, taking a stay-at-home mom and helping them learn to be a business owner, Yeah, you know? Um, and it's served me well with being able to, like, expect the best from people. Mm-hmm. It's not served me well in regard to what are the damaging behaviors sometimes or things that people say or the way that they're um, – just, you know, leading that that's not healthy, that's Mm -hmm. not helpful. It takes me a while to sit back and go, wait a minute, (laughs) this is not cool. Like, that takes a second, because I see through that other lens, you know, and so one of the things I've had to learn, especially over the last year working with a coach myself, is um, how do you really, like, look at the world and understand it for what it is? Mm -hmm. And then still want to live there, you know, Right? like you got, you got to live in it. You got to live in pain, leadership, working with people. Like you have to decide what are you willing to be in pain over? Mm -hmm. And that's your passion, right? Like that is what you invest in those things that I'm willing to take a risk and be hurt by this Mm -hmm. to be in it. But you also have to keep your eyes open to the fact that like some, sometimes there's unhealthy stuff. And like what you were saying, if you're around that stuff too much, it does start to affect you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really, you know, I think the people you keep in your sort of inner circle, it's really important. And mm-hmm. I've watched you be really intentional with that. I mean, mm-hmm. you have certain groups that you meet with every year, or twice a year, right. or every week. And mm-hmm. you've got to be so strategic with that. And I've, I've been strategic, um, especially the last few months, with um, making sure I don't spend time in circles that are not serving me well. Yeah. Um and I am trying to spend more time in places that that are yeah. people that do have that growth mindset and they mm-hmm. you know have some shared values. Maybe not every little thing we agree with. In fact, I love some diversity in that, but enough where there's that growth and desire for more.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And we'll get to that theme because I see the word more as a constant theme for you. Um but tell me about what I've been really impressed with, and I'm really glad you're doing, is you're working with a coach uh, for the first time that I'm aware of. Uh, how has that changed your your perspective and your approach to your work and your life?
1: Yeah, that's good. I um I did I worked with a coach one other time. Okay. Um, and she was a speaking coach uh-huh. specifically, and really amazing. And she spoke into my life quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Um, and. Yeah, this is the first time any kind of leadership or business coaching mm-hmm. that I've done or really even like intensive counseling. I feel like he does like a combination of all of these things. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I just I got to the place, it was about a year ago, and you and I had just met. Mm-hmm. We were talking about what in the world am I gonna do next. It's like there's just been this call to do like something for mm-hmm. so long. And um, I got to the place though that I was just like kind of apathetic. And it was the first time where I was like, eh. I don't care. Maybe I maybe I won't be successful. I'm fine with it. Uh, I, and I just—that's that, not a
0: bad place to be. <laughs> when yeah,
1: you it sounds re, great. You really. really
0: surrendered. It does sound easy. <laughs> it sounds easy. You know. But. Yes.
1: Yeah. I just. I. But I recognized it in myself as like this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. You know. And I want to have a settledness where it's not this constant like oh I gotta gotta go go go. Like I don't want to be like that. But neither do I want to be like you know not having direction in a plan because right. mm-hmm. I like to know where I'm headed. So. That was when I called this coach. And honestly, I sent him a message and I thought, this guy's never going to call me. Really? Yeah, because he sees just some really successful, incredible people. I didn't know what his client load was like. I didn't know if it was going to be a million dollars. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I just called him. He ended up calling me back. Um, And I started meet with, meeting with him almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. And I would say... I feel like I, you know, it's it's impacted my <clears throat> lives in so many ways. Like mm-hmm. we could do, a, you know, another a whole, whole podcast. yeah, mm-hmm. just on that. Mm-hmm. But really, just the value in coaching sometimes is somebody just like holding up the mirror mm-hmm. and allowing you to look and see who you are. Um kind of some of what you've done what where you're headed it's like you're bringing all these puzzle pieces and they're just they're just kind of laying it out in a tapestry and showing you okay here's what this can look like right so it's it's been really good just to um kind of rebuild some of my own confidence after just a few really rough years, which all of us can identify with that mm-hmm. um but also just to affirm and say hey you're pointed in in the right direction. Mm-hmm. these are some of the right things and mm-hmm. um so it's been incredible.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I was telling someone else. Um all of my best growth has happened as as a result of meeting with a good coach or having a good coaching experience. This podcast has been a result of meeting with a coach. Wow. Um my first business, you remember Go Global uh, Entertainment started Go, Go Global, global! <laughs> started out of a year meeting with a coach. Um, Dale Carnegie, going back now, I'm kind of keep going back, but doing the Dale Carnegie coaching, learning how to publicly speak and talk to people um, and understand how to ask questions and all that stuff that was coaching. So anytime, and so my guess my encouragement to the listener uh, and the affirmation to you is whenever you're working, with someone and you're working on yourself intentionally, it's never going to come back void. It's never going to come back and you're going to be less than, um, from making that kind of investment. Mm -hmm. Even reading is never less than, but what I thought was interesting, what you said, and I want to come back to is there was a season where you recognized I'm doing too much of this. Like I'm consuming a lot, but I'm not doing anything with it. What, um, what is the tell me a little bit about that like you've been a corporate manager uh, in a corporate leadership position now in this network market network marketing industry you're stepping into a place now where you're starting to do coaching yourself mm-hmm. right i feel like this is your time to take action yeah now you know yeah. really like it, another level of action because it's self-directed action it's not um you're in a position of leadership in a company, you you have to like make decisions and it's it's all on you. What is this season looking like for you? And what are you scared about? What are you feeling like is going to be a challenge for you? And what are you kind of growing into? Oh my gosh. Well- That's a lot. I'm sorry. That's a not lot. a great question. No,
1: that's, that's great-, that's
0: great <laughs> It's like 17 questions question. in one. <laughs>
1: Okay, so I will say um, to start about like taking in so much information, right? And realizing, Mm -hmm. okay, um, I think sometimes we do spend too much time And preparing, you know, I love uh, Mark Batterson says, uh, go set ready, yeah, (laughs) not ready, set, go like just first go do something. And I also heard somebody else in the last uh, few months, say, jump and then open the parachute.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I just for years, I'm like, I think at some point, I'm going to need to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, when when are you ready? Right, you're you're never ready. You're
0: never ready. And
1: I also just was thinking, maybe it'll just be this like real smooth, easy transition, and I don't, I won't have to like even stress. It'll just be like, woo, like just this nice,
0: yeah, puffy cloud.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, and I just, this is what's ironic. I have coached, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of people myself to go do big, scary things, you know, (laughs) and to to grow their income and to get started and like all of these things I've walked other people through this process. And so I feel like as a leader there's points you come to where you realize okay now it's my turn to do that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that was the place for me where it was like I've grown as far as I can grow in this space that I'm in and it's time to take that lid off and allow the space for further growth. Yeah. Um and so that was that was the big thing for me and um gosh, I just there's something that makes me come alive when I'm doing this is a family thing, really, business strategy. When we sit down and Mm -hmm. we're talking about how, like, I don't even care who it is. I'm sitting in a restaurant and I end up talking to the owner. Like, I love talking about how can we make this place better, right? Interesting, How can it be more efficient for you? How Mm -hmm. can you, like, those kind of conversations bring me alive. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's a business experience that I have now, but I think when you take that and you put it with years of working with people, Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think the value is on the people side. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's a strategy piece that's obviously really needed. But um, when you get the people right, then the business can grow and it can do what it needs to do. So right. that's, that's my thing. If I can grow incredible people Mm -hmm. then you can grow an incredible business with those people. So, um, so that's what I'm doing now. I'm getting in and doing some coaching with individuals who want to get off of square one, who want to get started with something, um, who want to grow their business. Like some of them, you know, say from $1,500 a month to more of a full-time income or beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite stories of coaching was, uh, she was making about 1500 a month and she grew to about 40,000 a month. Wow. Um, in network marketing. Um over and, how
0: long did that take that you worked with her?
1: Maybe like two years wow. for that <clears throat> transition to happen. So, um, but and there's lots of other stories in between, you mm-hmm. know, because it really depends on the person's goal and the person's, you know, kind of life setup and what they want to do. You're but not
0: doing it for them. You're only instigating and asking questions and prompting, right? Yep. They got to do the hard work. That's all you can do. Yeah.
1: You got to have that person that wants it, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and just kind of wants more. So, and then the other side too is, you know, for the first half of my career, I was teaching people how to worship. I was teaching people how to grow their relationship with the Lord in a corporate setting and encouraging them that that wasn't the only moment to do that, to take it throughout their lives. And um, so I spent so much time doing that and helping to just be part of church leadership and creating vision. And so that still impacts. Everything that I do, mm-hmm. you know, through throughout all of the business coaching, it's it's going to impact it mm-hmm. as well. But I just I see the whole person, and even because I'm also doing some consulting now too. But you go into a business, and um, if you work with some of their top producers performers or manage management level whatever they have um and you're able to help that person be more efficient um you know be stronger in what they're doing have the skill to be able to like you know multiply their time and work well with their teams what you're doing is you're taking that asset and the person that they have Mm -hmm. and you're growing it for them yeah yeah you know and that's going to grow the company so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, just that the people piece is so
0: important.
1: I've had people ask me, like, what kind of product do you love to represent? And I'm like, people. Like, people, mm. <laughs> to me, people, people over product every time. You yeah.
0: Know? And it almost doesn't matter what the product is. Yes, it does need to be a good product. And yes, it does need to have a good business model around it. That just, you know, but when you get the people right, it just blows up. Yep. Yeah.
1: And we, and I think, so many more companies need to figure that out mm-hmm. and figure it out sooner. Mm. So that the people realize, oh my gosh, they're investing in me. They're getting this right. They care about me and my family. I'm gonna give them my absolute best. Yeah. Not my like disgruntled, I don't even really want to be here best, but like I'm on board. I'm on mission. You care about me. I care about you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and ultimately your bottom line grows because of that. Mm-hmm. So and there are there are some companies that are getting it right. There are a lot that have a long way to go.
0: So do you see yourself coming alongside companies in in this way then? Like maybe even being employed there or uh uh being being a hired contracted person to come in and and do that? Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. In fact, I've got a couple that I'm already starting to have conversations with, but um coming coming in helping them know what it looks like to train some basic leadership skills. Mm-hmm. You know like there's so much out there it's almost noisy. There's so many things out there that people could could grab books like we're talking about all the information that you can get, but what I've done is compiled it into here's the most important things. Mm-hmm. You know, and even specifically think church leadership mm-hmm. too, right? Like mm-hmm. people are a super volunteer and they promote them into a position and they've never led people before. And they yeah. don't know what it looks like to manage their time. They don't know how to have tough conversations. They don't know like just these basic things you have to do. Yeah. So just being able to say, hey, here's here's the basics. So yeah. I'm covering a lot of things, but I have multiple arms um, of what I'm doing. So have, how
0: many arms do you have? A
1: lot of them. Like it's like an <laughs> a octopus. lot of arms. It's yeah, so yeah, an octopus. octopus. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> it's funny. I just those are tentacles, but anyway. <laughs> oh
1: shoot. <laughs> What has a lot of arms?
0: Um, A tarantula. Yeah. A spider. I don't know. Whatever. Fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. You were about to list something very beneficial (laughs) and I took us off. Okay.
1: No, it's fine. So there's a consulting piece, right? Where I'm working with. leaders or ceos founders of companies and helping them put together a plan for either leadership training coaching of their top people whatever based on what their need is Mm -hmm. right with a desire to help that company grow Mm -hmm. um through the people and through getting that right then there's there's a a course that is for individual leaders. So like somebody listening, you're a network marketer, you want to be able to grow to lead your team better. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a question I've gotten for so many years. Okay, I figured out how to do this on my own, but my team's not doing anything. Right, right. So helping you know, with, with what does it look like to get other people recruiting, moving? What does it look like for you to lead those people well, so that they want to stick around? Yeah. Um, having that right balance between pushing them forward and not pushing too hard and some of that stuff. So um, there's that side of things. And then there is a ministry side where it's similar stuff that you've got to know to be able to lead in ministry nonprofit Mm -hmm. and having those basics of leadership. That's just kind of like a fast track, like a quick course to be able to go, okay, I'm ready. I can ramp this up from
0: here. So often the ministry side that I I find so many worship leaders are just complete or ministry people are just exhausted and tired and they don't sometimes know where to, where to turn yeah. for that refreshment, you know? Um, And that, that could be a great, you could be a great source of helping to see that mm-hmm. happen, a prompt to see that happen. Yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like when it comes to pastors and ministry people, I'm like, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know what it likes to, what it feels like to like, okay, I can't, Um, it's, you can't open up to anyone. Like you feel like you have to be perfect all the time, or you just, there's this never ending cycle. There's no time off. Like Mm -hmm. I've lived that, but I really have come to believe, um, that leadership is meant to be lifelong Mm -hmm. and you're meant to get stronger, not weaker. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, the verse that says outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Like we're getting older physically but on the inside as we get older we shouldn't be getting closer to burnout we should be we should be having the strength to just lead the best that we ha- ever have mm-hmm. our entire mm-hmm. life, you know, especially at our age. Like it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's thank not, thank you for putting me
0: in the category. Yeah, I'm just, we're, we're, we're our right age. here. Yeah. We're right. Generally. Here. Yeah. Yeah. We're
1: 29.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I just, and that's what I want to help people be able to do, not just achieve because I've done that. I've mm-hmm. helped people achieve ridiculous things. Right. Um, ridiculously amazing. I mean, <laughs> but maybe ridiculous too. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I want them to be able to do it in a way that's sustainable. Uh-huh. Because what I see is they they get some real momentum going sometimes, and then they fall short of what their actual potential is. Mm-hmm. They can do more, but they've got to do it at a in a way and in a healthy way. That keeps everything else where it needs to be too. their family, their faith, you know, their friendships, taking care of themselves, like some of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. And, and the interesting thing about ministry is that um, in our Christian faith walk is w- w- there's a constant rub against this performance. We live in a performance-based society and results-based society, especially here in, in the United States. But really, most of the first world um, has that. Um, but yet, Jesus calls us to lay down our lives and to surrender to Him and be available to Him and let Him do the heavy lifting. Um, what it sounds like, it sounds like you have this really interesting blend of both sides that you are trying. Because then, in 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 the in the companies. Companies want performance; they want to see achievement. But the the way to get there is not the way the maybe the world would see as getting there. That mm-hmm. there's there's a tremendous amount of faith and spiritual. It, you're caring for the individual; you're shepherding the individual heart. Yeah. Um, and when if you shepherd enough of those hearts in the process, that's when the success naturally comes, but you're not doing it. You know, it's, it's, how do you strike the balance of, I, I don't want to aim for success, but I know I need to be successful. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to do it the world's way. Right. So
1: it's uh, when you said when, when you did the really big question earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things you said was like, what are you scared about? What are you nervous about? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You know, and I will say, um, I don't feel like I have it all figured out. And I and most people don't. It's an everyday, this is what I'm learning as I get older, reliance on God. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to have it all together. And there's some peace and, and some rest that can be in that. Um, especially I've noticed raising teenagers <laughs> going. Yeah, it's pretty okay, humbling. Isn't God, it? I literally can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I need your support. I need your help. Um, and and I think that, you know, it's it is that balance between um the drive that's inside of us to achieve and to want more and allowing God to come alongside us or hopefully allowing him to lead us right mm-hmm. and i think there's there's a little bit of both i think there's times he says you run i want to mm-hmm. see what you want to do and and you keep that close relationship with him you know you're spending that time with him and then you can hear what he says if you're mm-hmm. not in the room with him Can't hear what he says. So, Mm -hmm. spending the time with him while you're doing that. And, you know, my natural bent is to run. Like, I do want to run. I want to achieve. I want to win. Like, that's Mm -hmm. like my wiring. Um, And one of the things I've had to learn is I'm not made wrong. Like, I was made to do that. I was made to do those things but it's not from a place of just my own like selfish selfish ambition it needs to be from a place of inspiration mm-hmm. right and so the difference is the selfish selfish I can't say it today mm-hmm. the selfish ambition part is I'm just running because of the things I want to mm-hmm. make myself look good to like have you know great things or whatever and the other piece is I am inspired and moved because I'm walking with the Holy Spirit and and I'm acting out of the gifts in the way that God made me
0: mm-hmm. as
1: a runner, as an achiever. I don't think he asked me to not do that, mm-hmm. right? But he says do it and do it with me.
0: Do it with me. Do it with me. Make yourself available to me and 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 he will he will do some of that uh in you through you as you, you know, along the way. Yeah. Um so much of it is we think we have to do it. On our own, and we try to make it happen. And it, yeah, when it's empty of him, it's it's pretty empty.
1: Exactly. Yes. Well, in um, Ephesians three twenty is kind of what I've made my life verse for many years, at least ten years, quite a while. But it's now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus um, throughout all generations. And you know, I think. I've always wanted that desire for more. I think that was what was so attractive to that verse about that verse to me. Cause I was like, "Yep, we're going to do crazy things. There it's it going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mistake that I made was thinking that God was just going to like, keep letting me do more.
0: You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Instead
1: of leaning into the power that he has.
0: He is the more. He
1: is the more. Mm-hmm. And so that's the piece that I really had to learn that, yeah, be who I am, run, go, achieve, do the things. But at the end of the day, instead of laying there making a list of all the stuff I didn't get done, mm-hmm, <laughs> which mm-hmm. can happen, um, laying there knowing he's got the rest. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't get done in that day, then it wasn't meant to be done in that day. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, making sure that the next day is more organized if it didn't go the way that I wanted. And those kind of things where you're, you're doing that balance between you know being efficient and getting the things done and allowing god to do what he's going to do mm-hmm. and asking him to multiply those things and um big part of that for me has been trying to learn to rest trying to learn to actually like take a sabbath and take a day mm-hmm. um because i've seen what god does to bless financially when you're tithing i mm-hmm. know what he does with that and i think he can do the same thing with your time and your efforts mm-hmm. when you trust him with it yeah so it's, yep. it's a trust issue it's exactly what it is
0: it is a trust issue yeah and uh, inevitably you you get into the faith discussion or the the discussion about you know something outside of yourself um to finish up uh what does courage look like for you that's been a big theme and a topic of this podcast is really it takes a, even just 5 seconds of courage to do something if i have helped someone take that step then i've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish with the podcast. Um, do you want to speak to that and and maybe relate it to your life right now? Where are you living courageously? Where do you feel like you are? And don't be fake humble. Where do you feel like you're living courageously? Where do you feel like you would like to, where do you feel like God is leading you to go, but you're maybe a little scared to go there? And um, what are you going to do about it?
1: Ooh, that's good. Well, um, gosh, I think there's definitely some courageous things that I've I've done over the last few months. Um, one of them was, you know, walking away from a VP of Sales position mm-hmm. that I was in, a company I was with, and you know, super grateful for for ten years. Um, that took a lot. Stepping away from that comfort zone, community, um, safety was probably the
0: influence
1: yeah influence stage i mean name Mm -hmm. it all of those things um that was one of the hardest things i've done Mm -hmm. um in probably ever really ever one Mm -hmm. of the hardest things was stepping away um and then i would say the next thing for me is um just going out on my own and actually being able to say i'm doing this Mm-hmm. I am, yes, I am taking coaching clients. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have created courses. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. writing a book. You mm-hmm. know, like admitting those things. Mm-hmm. Um, This is really funny. And something my coach said to me, he's like, you know, Mary Beth, other people will have secrets like hidden sin or like just naming all these things. It's like your secret is you just hide your strengths sometimes. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So just learning to be able to say, hey, these are the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that's uncomfortable for me. Self-promotion, that kind of feeling has always been very uncomfortable for me. But I've also, I'm at a a point in life where I'm so confident in what I can bring to the table that. If people don't know that I'm bringing it, how can I serve them in that? I can't, right? Right. And so just being able to like talk about it, put it out there, say this is what I'm doing. um, And, and I'm the part I'm most nervous about when you said like, what is the part you're scared to do is just like being, <laughs> being the company by mm-hmm. myself. Like mm-hmm. I am the company. I am the person, you know? um, And so like that, that does scare me.
0: Yeah. Um, good, good.
1: Good that shits scary.
0: <laughs> I am that that's what makes me most happy for you is when you're kind of scared a little bit. Um, you're never you're not gonna make I think it's going to grow you to trust yourself, to trust all the work that you've done on yourself and with teams and trust all the experience and most of all trust God with it all and to see you walk it out um, whether it be on social media, where where I see you delivering more and more powerful messages I'll just tell you doing the courage cast was really really scary for those same reasons cuz I I really felt like an imposter what do I have to say why do why does my and there have been seasons during this podcast where I've just kind of quit for a while and just said ah you know I'm kind of sick of myself here and I'm just going to leave it alone um I don't regret those but but I'll just tell you that that's very normal to feel that. And it doesn't go away. It will, it, but, but I can tell you when I have stepped in to that, cur- that courage place, that, that place where I'm like, no, I, I'm not going to devalue my worth anymore. I'm going to step into it at the risk of, I always have that like person in my head that's telling me, how, you know, who, who, who do you think you are? Why do you why are you making such a big deal? Di- like they're speaking negative into my life. They're speaking something that's defeating. And it sometimes I listen to that that voice too long. And that's when I quit or stop doing it for a while. Um so uh but but you would never have that voice. Don't avoid the voice that's telling you those things. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't take the easy way out and stop diving into and jumping into that pool of courage and that fear place, hit the fear. Mm. Go after the fear because it's in that fear. And you know the difference between frightening, terror. Don't jump into that. I'm not telling you to jump off a plane without a parachute. I'm saying you have a parachute, you can do it. Jump into it. It's going to scare the heck out of you. But on the other side of it is going to be more growth and more is going to be that more. Yeah. Anyway, it's a mini sermon I just gave you, Mary Beth. I
1: like that. And I I just really like what you said about fear, because I think sometimes we want to tell, you know, even in the church world, we'll say, like, don't, you know, don't have any fear. Like, fear is this bad thing. Fear is not necessarily bad fear Mm. is what warns us from a situation that's dangerous right first Mm -hmm. of all but also we have to learn to step into it and step through it Mm -hmm. and i got to the place where um and some of you guys listening might might find yourself there i realized it had been a really long time since i did something that i could fail at Mm. and i recognized this at least a year or two ago uh, Mm -hmm. where i was i remember journaling it and like I need to do something that scares me. I need to do something that I could potentially fail at. Mm -hmm. And even though I was doing some cool things, it was safe enough where I knew I had a pretty good idea that I was going to do fine. Yeah. And so I needed to do something that just really freaked me out Mm -hmm. and scared me. And... Um, and that is scary, especially when you got four kids. You know, yeah, like and you're a
0: provider. Yeah, for the you got it
1: exactly. It's a scary thing, but I also think it's the kind of thing that keeps us alive too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like just being able to go after something new and and I just I highly recommend it. I, I <laughs> recommend it. I think it's it is scary, but I think it's it allows us to trust God, and we can say that we do. We can talk about it, but until you actually have to do it, it's mm-hmm. not going to come alive in the same
0: way nope you're exactly right the fear of death is what brings life <laughs> in some <laughs> ways <laughs> some kind of death anyway all right that's enough about that uh Mary Beth, take some take a few minutes tell us plug what you're doing right at this point in time what are you doing how can people reach out to you and get in touch with you i'll put links in the show notes but okay. um yeah
1: great so really i feel like my message um uh, you know, my book message, I'll just start there, is really to people who they want more. They have that drive, that desire for more, but maybe they're a little bit tired. They haven't quite figured out that rhythm for themselves of how to move themselves forward. Um, and so I'm really passionate about coming alongside people that want to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I do a limited amount of individual coaching. Um, so look to me for that. Um, I've also created a course that is the, kind of the basics of leadership and growth um, that would be more focused for like a solopreneur, a, somebody in a network marketing business, leading a team, those kind of things. Um, and I'm running a mastermind alongside that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then draw the line. And on the Mm -hmm. ministry side, um, just kind of an introduction to leading well for ministry, Um, You know what people never told you about working with church people, that kind of thing. (laughs) Um, And then a mastermind alongside that as well. And then there's the business consulting arm, where if you own um, a company or if you're in the leadership position in a company and you're looking for, maybe you don't have your own person that's running um, your people development department, or um, you're just looking to... To invest in some way in your leaders, then I can come in and support in that way
0: there yeah, too. That's great, Mary, and that and we we can find all that where
1: at marybethdodd.com.
0: dot Ooh, marybethdodd.com. It's awesome. Okay, and then your socials are Mary Beth, Mary Beth Dodd, Mary yep. Beth Dodd everywhere, everywhere. Cool. So simple. So simple. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been truly like a joy. I feel like a a proud older brother. I am a proud older brother-in-law uh, for you, um, and uh, and I just can't wait to see what God continues to do, and uh, I'll be praying for that immeasurably more to, uh, to be in your life and to be in everyone's life that you impact.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.